I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Having a passion, that's not photography. People go to school because they think photography is their passion. I don't exactly think that photography should be your passion. You should have a passion that you're already excited about and then apply the photography to that. Paris Gore's passion is mountain bikes, but you can't make a career out of photographing mountain bikes, right? Wrong. I'm Matt Bowen. This is Phototypes. It's Matt freaking Bowen. Paris Gore started photographing his friends riding their mountain bikes when he was around 14 years old, and he's still doing it, only now he travels around the world getting paid to do it. His story is a simple one, but still fascinating for those who have a passion for something and want to know how to turn that into their job. Paris, welcome to Phototypes. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having me on your show. Oh, very welcome. It's nice to chat to you. Um, so first of all, Paris, I ask everybody to do this. Have a look around you. Tell us where you are physically. Physically speaking, I am in my home that I rent in Bellingham, Washington. It's a little gray day outside, enjoying a nice cup of coffee and speaking to you. Excellent. Are you at your desk where you work or do you have a desk? I do have a desk. It is downtown. Um, I am currently on my couch and sitting in front of a coffee table. Excellent. And your workspace in your office, how does that look? That is an interesting space. I actually work out of a magazine called Free Hub Magazine. It's like a small community magazine that my buddy actually runs. And I just rent a desk space from him. So it's shared with a group of two other guys and small little space. But we're actually taking over another side of the building. And I'll have a nice 8 by 10 area for my work i don't i don't have a studio and don't really need it do you uh print a lot of your work do you have that sort of stuff on the walls where you work well (laughs) it's a funny question also currently in my room i have a pile of prints on the wall that are just stacked up from my art show that i did i've i've done a few few galleries but i don't i'm actually not home enough to really print or do any of that Paris, for those people who don't know you, tell us what sort of a photographer you are. I work as a mountain bike photographer. I've really been doing that for five years, and it's it's been a great experience. I I would consider myself an action sports photographer because I do work in the snowboarding industry as well and also fly fishing and other activities, but primarily all mountain biking. And does that take you all over the world? Yes, I've traveled quite a bit. Last year, I traveled a lot more than I did this year. But yeah, it's it's a great experience to take you places and see see and meet people that you would never meet and 
just around your hometown. Right. Where shall we start then? Shall we? Um, let's find out a little bit about your background then, Paris. What did you study at school and college, and and how did when did you first pick up a camera? My mom and dad, they, growing up, they they played bluegrass like professionally, and so I would always go to these shows where my parents would be playing on stage, and I just remember my mom giving me this old Canon film camera, and she would just let me run around and I would take pictures of them playing music and doing that sort of thing. And I was probably six years old and I got this photo one time that it was, it was a, it was a complete accident. I was, you know, not that great, but it was a silhouette of them playing on stage and like the banjo was reflecting. So it was just this dark silhouette and then this illumination of, metal of the banjo and they actually ended up using it on one of their covers when i was you know seven years old so <laughs> that was kind of a start but cameras just always had interested me and i really liked looking at photo albums and going looking at pictures just when i was a kid and that really just really struck me as something i really enjoyed when i got into high school i i really took to photography first freshman year I started taking a photography class. Just really enjoyed it. So I got on with the yearbook in sophomore year. And then junior or yeah, junior year I was the photo editor for the yearbook. And I I mean I just really loved it. Like it wasn't even shooting mountain biking, it was we were shooting sports and all that sort of thing. But it's just still something that was just fun to me. What was it about it that appealed to you? Was it making the pictures and seeing them? Yeah, I would say so. Making the pictures was, it wasn't really even the the outcome of the photo. I think it was just the adventure of like being able to ditch class for the most part and <laughs> go take photos. I mean, essentially during photography class, we were kind of let loose from class and could really go anywhere. So my friend and I would just, basically grab our cameras as soon as we could and head up to the park behind the school, like run around the park all, you know, for maximum amount of time that we could. And that was, that was just the fun part of it was getting the photo. Not really, obviously we got, I got some great stuff when I was in photo class, but just really the adventure, I think behind it. That's, that's probably why I've gotten to where I am now. So when did you start realizing that you could make a living from photography that's tough um i when i was in yearbook class my teacher mike he was he was a really great guy i think it was it's maybe junior year i was really getting into mountain, like i'd been into mountain biking for quite some time um i raced downhill when i was 12 started racing been into mountain bikes forever and then started shooting mountain biking when i was 15 or 16 just with just with my friends at mountain biked and it was we were just having a blast you know going up in the woods and shooting and doing that sort of thing and I think later you know I was probably a senior and getting some pretty good stuff and I was like you know this is something I really really like doing like actually like doing and I wasn't really doing that well in school otherwise I mean in math and English and 
And I was like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing. And <laughs> I am, I'm going to do it. I didn't really, I didn't really think about it or know what I was going to do, but I just decided that's what I'm going to do. All right. So how did you kind of turn that then into a career sort of thing? Um, if you had taken it, taking these photos at age 15 16 years old you must have thought right what what am i going to do with these photos who's going to buy them where can i where can i pitch them to yeah exactly i thought making 200 dollars a year was just getting rich you know yeah. <laughs> but, um i really learned like one of my best friends ben he's he's a photographer from spokane where i grew up and you know i was a little young buck hanging out with him he's you know 20 years older than me established photographer and so you know hanging out with him when i was 16 he you know i knew that commercial work was really a the place where you want to make your bank and you know your bread and butter i just learned a lot from him like life skills and kind of how to sell your images not selling your images, but selling yourself to a client and not just selling yourself, but selling an idea or a theme or anything other than just like calling somebody up and asking them to buy one of your images. And I really found that what he showed me was, you know, giving a client more than just an image, you know, personality and a reason to hire you. So uh, it, it was really just a process. I, I started working for a company called Pink Bike. Um, that was probably in 2010, a just small freelance work, really. And most, I, I kind of started in the editorial realm and then realized these bike companies of people I was shooting had money and of that they were basically sponsoring a lot of my friends. So I would go out and shoot them. And Maxis, one of their tire sponsors, would need a photo. And started to realize there's all these companies that needed imagery and figured out that you could go shoot with a rider, get all their sponsor contacts, and then email their contacts with some images. Basically, hustle your photos. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. <laughs> yeah, right? It's um, easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Well, you make it sound yeah. easy, but I'm sure it wasn't wasn't that no, easy. Um, not at all. <laughs> did you? What sort of style have you bought to mountain bike photography? Have you done something that's different to what you'd seen seen there uh, originally? I mean, I've got a lot of influences from various mountain bike photographers, but for myself, I mean, I just I just really want to show how it feels when you're riding a mountain bike and when you're in the woods, I want to show you the woods. I don't want to show you the bike, but I like to really take a landscape photo <clears throat> or a nature photo and just have a mountain biker that's in it, not focusing. It really depends because a lot of times there's really great style from a rider, and that's where you really have to get in tight on a shot and show, show the action of the rider. But most of the time... I just like to show the scenery and I guess that would be probably my style, but it's kind of hard to come up with your own description of your own style. 
Yeah, I think the best way for people to see it is to go and check out your uh, Instagram feed, which I was doing just before we spoke. And um, one picture that stood out was one of uh, Mike Hopkins. He's just come off a, a jump going downhill, and but you mm-hmm. see the um, the forest and the trees behind him, and, and they're all blurred out, and he's very mm-hmm. sharp in the middle, and it looks there's so much yeah. movement in that photograph. Yeah, uh, we were we were up in Rosland, BC, this summer, just over the border from pretty close to actually where I grew up. That's where Mike lives. We're we're doing some filming for a couple projects, and I've actually worked with Mike probably the most I think this year, like as far as shooting with one person goes. And we've we've just worked really well together, and he's he's a great dude. But we're. Uh, we're actually doing a video. I was driving for the filmer, but basically this trail um, parallels a road going downhill. So for the f- filming, I drove the truck for the filmer. There's just one shot, like this one cool shot of him just ripping this trail. And it's cool because you can drive the whole thing and shoot the whole trail from a road. And then the, fi- the uh, filmer drove me down and did a pan but you know it's you get a cool shot like that when you're not just standing there doing a pan where you're actually you're moving with the subject and you get a different sense of motion i guess out of it yeah it really is kind of gives you all the feelings that you would get if you were on that bike i think yeah like you're going down the trail and everything's blurry you know in your peripherals that's that's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. I also saw on your Instagram feed a video of somebody with a big hole in their knee, moving their knee around, and you could see their kneecap underneath it. Now, that I did not enjoy, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you went really far back. <laughs> that, was, that was actually my, uh, that was my friend Ben that I was telling you about that I grew, grew up with. He's a good photographer and writer, too. But, yeah, that was, we were in Sedona, and he, he pile-drived a cactus, and actually hit a rock with his knee but it was yeah kind of gross being able to see a kneecap and move it around like that (laughs) yeah that was uh pretty grim so just give us a little insight into how you set up and how you capture your mountain bike um photos then do you sort of do you i mean you said there that you can drive along that particular trail but for some do you cycle into the the woods and and the landscape yourself Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it. there's so many great trails all over the world, but <laughs> some of them are pretty far out, you know? Like, we did a ride last month for Bike Magazine, and, I mean, it was it was a 35-mile ride in one day. That's with camera equipment and camping gear all in one, so we've got a 50-pound 50, 50 pack, and then, and then generally most of the time you can climb – good ways and i would say most trails you'll you'll ride about 10 to 15 miles in one day with your with your camera bag but yeah i mean i i generally go out on a ride if we're doing a shoot and you know just kind of imagine myself as a rider obviously i'm on a bike too so and that's kind of the other thing is just being a good rider too like you know when you're riding a trail that this piece of the trail really feels good. Like you're ripping it, you know, it's a good piece of trail or, you know, there's like this corner that feels good. So 
not only as a photographer, being a writer too, and thinking like a writer is kind of how I come up with a photograph, I guess. Like coming down a trail and it's like, oh, this is the spot right here. And then we'll set up and take a few runs at it. And uh, do you always get covered in uh, in crap? <laughs> yeah, some days. <laughs> some days are muddy, some days aren't. It's not always riding. Like we'll go build, you know, some sort of feature that you can hike into or something like that. So not all the time is, you know, riding super far. Like, you know, we can hike up a trail and shoot or, you know, drive up to it. I think that's kind of fun. It's just doing different things, not biking all the time and not just being lazy. (laughs) I like the work. It's fun. Do you edit on the fly while you're out there? No, not generally. Like, I mean, I'll have a laptop maybe back at base camp or campsite or something if, if we're in a situation like that. But no, then you're just so far out that carrying a laptop isn't even an option really. I would like to. <laughs> yeah, you must have to travel quite light, so your uh, choice of equipment has to be quite selective. Have you got it sort of down as to what sort of stuff you need? Yeah, there's there's the essentials. Um, ideally, I'd like to have two camera bodies with me at all times, but sometimes you just can't do that, if depending on your gear load, I guess. But most of the time, I'll have two camera bodies um, my 70 to 200, 24 to 70, 14 to 24, fisheye, and a 35 1.4 portrait lens, all stuffed into an F-stop gear bag, depending which bag I take, kind of depends what ride I'm doing. <laughs> what's the next step for you? What's the what's the plans in the future now? Well, current, actually, that's kind of all happening this week is really planning stuff out for next year. Um, I'm going to Chile on the 5th of December for a trip. And then I think in January, late January, we'll be doing a trip back down to Patagonia and New Zealand and a couple other trips for the year. So yeah, it's kind of my time of year right now just to figure out plans for 2016 and continue speaking to companies and figuring out contracts for the year. Yeah, your trip's funded by yourself and then you sell the photos or do companies fund you? It really depends. Uh, last year, last two years when I did the World Cup circuit for racing downhill, I basically fronted my own expenses as my cost of doing business and then in retainers and contracts made part of that back and then also made my some profit, so... It, it really depends on the situation. We'll go out and shoot photos or go on, on a trip that we just want to do. And if we saw some photos, we saw some photos. If we don't, we had a good time. So, But, you know, on a lot of these trips, then, yeah, like I do commission the company. Is I basically pitch the trip, and we, we get the trip paid for for expenses and also contract on top of that. So... But then you're really working for that company there. So it's a little lack of freedom of where your images go, but you're also getting paid. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> What's the competition like in mountain bike photography? Obviously, in, in something like wedding photography, there are hundreds and thousands. What's it like mm-hmm. in, in mountain bike photography? 
there's a few, I guess there's a few tiers, I guess. There's the top, I mean, the top dudes. And I think between all those guys, maybe, you know, maybe 35 or 40 really good photographers in that field. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's cutthroat in, in some sort of ways, but I think there's room for everybody to play, really. Like the guys that have made it, like we've all worked really hard and we all respect each other. And I, honestly, they're, most of those guys are just my best friends. Like they're, I spend half my day with them if we're on an event or in the field, like at Rampage or World Cup. And they're just people that I've spent a lot of time with. And they're all, I don't feel like we're competing against each other, even though we are. And there's no tension or anything like that. So I think for the mountain bike community, as far as photography goes, it's, that's a really good, really good crowd to be in. I, I couldn't see myself being in an industry where I, I feel like the guy next to me that's shooting wants to slip my wrist, you know? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be uh, conducive to a good working environment, would it? No, Exactly. And yeah, and I've I've had some good experiences. Like last year in Fort William, during the World Cup, his finals, I had shot on one card all day, and I got down to the bottom after finals, after podiums, and Sven, one of the other photographers, had known that I got a photo of one of their athletes in Santa Cruz, and he was telling me to come over and pull that card out and show show Rat Boy the shot I got and the card wasn't there I don't know where it went and I was just gutted absolutely gutted couldn't find my memory card that I had shot on all day and we were scrambling around like Sven and I were tearing apart this bag trying to find the card looking all around the race venue I knew it was at the bottom somewhere and didn't turn up so I went home empty handed and all the photographers that I, you know, work with that are on the circuit, they, they had all offered me all of their photos for the day because, you know, I have 10 clients at this race and I still have to fulfill my contracts. They don't, they don't care what happens to your card as long as they have photos. And every photographer was willing to give me a couple of other shots just to make sure that I got paid. I thought that was really something you don't get in any other photography realm, is that kind of camaraderie. And turns out an hour later, one of the race managers had found my memory card, given it to Sven, who had hauled it ransom for a couple cases of beer. And <laughs> I was on my way to finally having my card back. <laughs> Man, the, uh, the world must have fell out of your your uh, backside when that literally yeah. well literally fell backside of my pack so yes yeah. <laughs> but lucky that you found it and uh, all yeah. that cost you was a couple of crates of beer exactly and maybe a, a slight heart attack but yeah know. a little bit of raised blood pressure yeah do you can see yourself shooting mountain biking then for the foreseeable future or are there other sorts of photography that you want to get into I do yeah I mean I, it's been my career forever and I love mountain biking and it's not something that I would ever give up for anything 
but there are other things I like to do. I like to snowboard. I like to fish. And there's, there's great opportunity in both those markets, I think. And I really enjoy shooting other activities. It's, it's so fun to learn because you've, in mountain biking, you've learned all these things and you know how to shoot it. But taking the things you've learned and applying that to something else is what really, really gets me going. It, I get so psyched just to go shoot fishing or go shoot snowboarding because it's so new and different. And, and taking what I've learned to, to get in the commercial realm of those things is, I think, quite a good opportunity to have, being able to take one career and apply that to another realm of action sports so yeah i'm working on it if we get more snow this year which we didn't last year then hopefully we can go outside and shoot some most more snowboarding downhill mountain biking to fishing is a very uh, big gear change isn't it it is right yeah <laughs> a little change of pace for sure yeah. <laughs> there's a little i mean it's you know it's the yoga you know it's not it's not all about the action sometimes and just that calm peacefulness is it's kind of nice just to that contrast of different subjects really helps you i think think better i think shooting like fishing it's a lot calmer and you're able to really just enjoy yourself you're sitting out there on a river or, and you have all the time in the world there's no nobody's dropping into a mountain bike line in five seconds it's like you don't have that pressure to get one shot of a mountain biker where and that's really a stressful part is at an event like they're doing two runs but you might only get on the first run so when they drop in that's go time and just doing something different where you're not under all that pressure and you just get a think about your photography and just hike around and have fun. I mean, that's, it really helps your brain think differently, I think. so. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, what inspires your work, Paris? To be honest... Just riding in the outdoors really inspires me, just nature in general and just all, you know, other people as well. Like the people around me that work so hard really inspire me just to 
stay up later, work harder, and strive me to do more with photography. And I get just inspired by I, even somebody that's not working in my field that's really passionate about what they're doing and they're just giving it everything they have. And when I see that, I just, I'm like, all right, I know I can do this. And it brings me to a point where it makes me not be lazy or anything like that. So I think the people around me are, especially here where I live, everybody's doing something so cool with their lives. They're all snowboarders, mountain bikers, filmers, photographers, magazine editors. And, and surrounding yourself with those people really helps you grow as a person. And I think for work ethic, definitely gets you where you need to go. Cool. And, and who's been your biggest influence, would you say, on your career? My biggest influence have definitely come from inside the bike industry. Like, you know, when I was a young buck, my friend Ben and Colin, they were, they're both older guys that have definitely made it in the photography world. And they've just helped me out in so many ways and given me simple advice to, you know, big life lessons that I've learned from. And I really have to thank them for taking me under their wing at a young age and showing me the ins and outs of what to do, not to do. And that was, that was really inspiring for me to, you know, when you're 16 and somebody's like, that's really helping you out. And as far as, I think as far as style goes, I really get, I really get inspired by surf and snowboard ski photographers. I think what they're doing is so much more in depth than just mountain biking. Cause there's all these other elements that a surf photographer has to deal with in their day, like swimming out into a big swell or, you know, ski photographer is in really high risk avalanche country. And I think what they have to do in their day is way different than me going on a mellow bike ride. (laughs) And that really inspires me just to get myself in not riskier, but harder situations where I know I'm really having to work for, what I have to get. You should check out a couple of our uh, previous episodes with um, mm-hmm. a guy called Mark Clinton and another guy called uh, Christian McLeod, who are both surf photographers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, you'd really like them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you had any career wobbles where you thought that you can't do what you're doing? I, I feel like that almost every day. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, I've had a successful career so far and really enjoyed it and then you know some days you're just like what am I doing but I think overall like I've never had a day where I just completely give up I mean everybody's got their bad days but it's even in the lowest points I've just gotten through it and knowing this is something I really love doing and I don't think I could ever get to a point where I don't want to do it and if I do then I think it's that's why I like to do the fishing and snowboarding thing is because it kind of just takes you away from it for a while. Like especially this time of year, I'm so burnt out and it's been a long season and I just take some time just to do other things and 
not photograph or if I'm photographing, not shooting biking. And that really helps me to appreciate the things that I do and be able to come back to it with a new refreshed sense and outlook and excitement. Yeah, you've preempted my next question, which was, if do you have downtime where you don't shoot and you leave the camera behind and just go out on your bike and uh, do whatever you want? Yeah, this time of year for sure. I, I actually feel like last year this time I was a little bit slower and uh, I've been pretty busy up to this point and still pretty busy up till December. So I haven't gotten too much downtime. But yeah, when I have, I mean, riding motorcycles and even just getting off the bike is pretty big too. Just doing other things in mountain biking is really helps keep you sane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm, I mean, I've spoken to some people who they don't have that downtime, but by the same token that they, they love doing their photography and can't imagine not having a camera with them. So, you know, it's kind of each to their own, but personally myself i like to have a little bit of time away from the camera and then oh i love it it's i mean i love photography but it's like anything really you can't you can't appreciate it if you're not taking some time off from it and i always have a camera with me no matter what but i don't need to go shoot every single day of my life all right we've covered quite a lot of uh things that excite you but is there anything else that excite you about your day-to-day life or your job or your work well as as we were kind of talking earlier matt like just being in new scenarios really gets me fired up like shooting something different than bikes just gets me going and everything's exciting to me i mean just everyday life and everything i don't nothing bores me i guess Cool, but if nothing bores you, what scares you? I would say spiders, for sure. Okay. Don't like those. Uh, I do have a fear of cougars, but I like overcoming my fears and going out in the woods and being a little like, oh, what's around that tree? <laughs> and uh, I think what really does scare me, though, as a photographer, is waking up one day and going out on a shoot and not getting a photo. Like, mm-hmm. just having some off day where you just can't take a picture for the life of you. Not that it's ever happened, but it's one of those fears that you're like, Oh God, what if, what if I went out and I actually could could not take a photo? It'd be terrifying. And aside from that, FOMOS is probably the worst. And let me tell you a little bit more about FOMOS because it is a bad fear. Fear of missing a shot Everybody gets it, and it's it's horrible. <laughs> Do you have any recurring dreams about that? I wouldn't say dreams, but I would say real life situations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every I think about every day. There's something, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wish I had a camera. Or we're just thinking about a prior situation where I ran out of time to get a shot, and we had to go and. That was it, you know, it's, it happens. And I, I think if you're not scared like that of missing a shot, then you're probably not excited about photography. And if you do miss a shot, what's your favorite swear word to uh, curse your luck? Uh, I learned a good one the other day. Uh, I guess it wasn't really directed in that realm, but uh, 
booger picking moron was <laughs> on the radio. I was like, you know, that is quite incredible as an insult. So next time. But uh, yeah, I think if I'm missing a shot, I'll just uh, curse out some slang somewhere in the realms of some bitch or goddamn it or fuck. Yeah. That, One of the three. That would pretty much uh, cover all bases. Yeah. Mumbling like a pirate. I <laughs> tend to do that. <laughs> right. If you could be anything else for a day, Paris, what would you be? Uh, probably some sort of bird of prey. You know, the golden eagle sort of type. Just that flight feeling from just snowboarding and mountain biking is incredible to me. And seeing the world from above is quite different. So. Yeah, I think flying around for a day would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I love birds of prey, and I was walking my dog this morning, and uh, there was a couple of uh, just kestrels or buzzards, I think they were, in the field near us, mm-hmm. and I was stood there for five minutes captivated by them to the point where the dog was just <laughs> sat looking at me going, come on, let's go. <laughs> come on, <laughs> this is meant to be my walking time, not your daydreaming yeah. time. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I know, I love, love birds, sir interesting creatures right who living or dead would you love to photograph i was thinking about that this morning and you know you could shoot any mountain biker pro athlete you want or living person but i think the american settlers and lewis and clark like the explorers of our time i think are people that didn't get photographed enough and not to mention i think the just the adventure of what Lewis and Clark did or Ernest Shackleton is so intriguing to me. And that is probably why I'd want to photograph them. But, you know, I think the American settlers, the people that were came out here and had nothing and were living off the land, I think would be, they'd be interesting people to talk to and why they're, why they're here. Give me some advice that you could pass on to another photographer who was just starting out or wanted to do mountain bike photography or action sports photography. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one word of advice is a question that's quite hard to answer because there is a lot of things to learn. And I think the biggest part for me that has gotten me to where I am is having a passion that's not photography. People go to school because they think photography is their passion. I don't exactly think that photography should be your passion. You should have a passion that you're already excited about and then apply the photography to that. And I think that's where a lot of people do get hung up as well, is that their passion gets in the way, takes advantage of them, and people that work for free are just too excited about it. So taking it with a grain of salt, but having that outside passion is really what gets me going. It doesn't work for everybody and shouldn't. I just, I just really believe in having something to wake up to in the morning. I love that answer. That was fantastic. Great. Yeah. Great advice. I think that's very much worth following. Right. Who else should I be interviewing, Paris? Who would you like to hear from in this podcast? <laughs> I, you know, I was chuckling myself at this this morning and <laughs> I was like, you know, who is just one of my favorite human beings and my friend Ruben Crab. He's he's a mountain bike photographer, but he's also a ski photographer. So, 
I think that could be a good contrast in um, in the sports realm. But I I consider Ruben a mad scientist. He's kind of he's very tall and very well spoken. He's one of my favorite photographers out there, and he's just he's got a lot to say. So I think he'd be really great to have on your show. And he's one of my good friends, and love to hear him get deep on his wizardry and his outlook of science. I think if Ruben lived in a different life, he'd probably be a mad scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I get in touch with him, I shall uh, tell him all this. uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's got a lot to live up to now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, before you go then, Paris, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and Instagram and social media and all that kind of thing. Well, you can find me at Paris Gore or parisgore.com. A lot of my work goes to pinkbike.com and into mountain bike magazines like Bike Mag and Free Hub Mag. Awesome. Paris, thank you very much for joining us. Yes, Matt. Thank you for having me and hope to talk to you soon. Excellent. Stay safe on those bikes. (laughs) You as well. Cheers, Paris. If you're enjoying Phototypes, come and like us on Facebook at Phototypes Pod, where you can see more images from the guests we feature each week. If you've got an interesting story to tell yourself and you think you could be featured, then drop me a note, matt at theretreat.co. And you can find me, Matt Bowen, at theretreat.co on Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.